Welcome to Unsigned 518. I am here with Phil, and you go under uh, Mayhe- Mayheaven. Mayheaven, yeah. <laughs> Mayheaven. And it's just you, though, correct? As of right now, yes. Okay. Um, so the project was a little bit kind of about the, the how, how I got to this point of making this project and all of that, was that um, I played in bands for years around here in a completely different style of music. I was... Um, Mainly a mainly a metal guy for okay. a long time. Like I played, I was the vocalist for a death metal band called Skeptic, who were uh, existed from 2015 to 2018. And I played rhythm guitar and keyboards in like a progressive metal band called C-SPAN, which lasted up to uh, basically the onset of the pandemic in 2020. When all of that happened, I was in a position where it's like, okay, band I'm in's kind of folded. I don't really know what I'm doing. What a, what's next for me? And the music I kind of gravitated towards was um, the kind of music that I listened to growing up, where it was folk music, country, Americana, that sort of thing. And that gave me a great deal of comfort and sort of ability to express myself in a different context. So I started Mayhaven just writing these songs, processing the music I was listening to and sort of the things I was going through. And then it evolved into me pairing that with the sort of production stuff that I had learned over the years. I, for the releases I've done, played everything, sang everything, mixed, mastered, released everything. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that because like, you know, <laughs> a lot of the times, like you know, when I hear that it's one person, I wonder if it actually is. And yes, it's, it's awesome to hear that it's like because I'm that same you know not in music but like in yeah in a lot of things i like doing a whole project so I and that's that. that is kind of a stubborn part of me where <laughs> i've i've played in bands i love playing in bands but it also it this harkens back to when i was very young and playing music where i grew up in a small town and listened to stuff that people weren't really listening to around me so in order to play the music that i was identifying with i had to learn how to do a lot of things myself so this became, okay, now I have to learn bass. Now I have to learn drums. When I started studying songwriting, I had to kind of learn to hack my way around a piano, which became a, you know my love of keyboards. The stuff that I've been working on, I, I was very heavy on a mix of analog synths and software synths all over the Mayhaven releases. I have um, a collection of songs that I'm about to release in the next few months. The first single will be on Friday. And what I found when I was recording that was that I didn't have room to put a lot of keyboards in because what I added were um, lap steel and uh, mandolin. And that filled that mid frequency spectrum and that kind of wash that I was using, you know, I was using like synthesizer pads for. And that gave it a little more life. And so I was like, I'm going to pull this thread a little bit and see where this goes. So when you say that um, when you were younger, you know, you had to kind of hide away and, and learn the kind of music that is that like the metal it was, that you yeah, were listening it, to when you were younger? It was metal like, stuff at that time where, you know, in Southwest Connecticut, where I grew up, it was a lot of um, a lot of guys were into the sort of the, the pop punk thing at the time or the emo sure. thing at the time. And you had um, as far as metal stuff was was happening was um it was metalcore deathcore at the time all the breakdowny stuff and i was more into stuff like black sabbath stuff like high on fire or sleep or that kind of heavier sludgier doomier stuff i started tuning my guitars down when i was very young and people were like what the hell are you doing and <laughs> now it's 
2020 and we had years of people playing seven and eight strings and stuff and now then it finally caught up a little bit but that was kind of the the mind the state of mind that took over when i started doing mayhem and was like i'm going to take that approach and i'm going to apply it to acoustic guitar based music of i'm going to learn everything i'm going to engineer everything and i'm going to really play with arrangement and composition and so when did you, that was like after the bands that you were in the heavier bands kind of folded that's when you made yeah that. so it's it's fairly recent 20 20 2020 like fall 2020 i started writing the songs that became uh the gratitudes ep so just shy of two years and um you know the ep that's on there like i mean i know you have the the guitar and we'll, we'll get to that later yeah. but you know the ep definitely has a, a lot of other instrumentation on it yes um it sounds very full, I guess. And like, yeah. it's funny because when you were saying like using to fill like the mid frequency, like it yeah. just something like I never thought of like instrumentation in the ranges and the space they fill. So you made me, made me think on that one. In learning production, that was um, how I sort of, um, what really taught me that was I spent a brief period apprenticing with a friend of mine who was a live engineer. And I really started having to think of, okay, the bass fills this pocket and the guitar fills this pocket. And if you have a horn section, you have to mix between here and here where it's going to clash with this. Like that's those sort of lessons became very key in arranging a sort of full band performance in one room at one time. And I guess that would probably roll into like doing a full band performance when yeah. the full band is you. you know? yeah. Like, So do you do, do you have like a studio or are I, you doing everything like... You I know? have a home studio. Um, I put a lot of, um, I built that over um, the course of a few years. And it's pretty, it's, it's decent for what it is. It allows me to do what I do and get my workflow down pretty well. Um, and I'm at the point where I've taken bands to studios i've done that sort of thing and it's the biggest pro i found to that is having an objective person who can analyze your material and that's not you right when it's just you there's such a process of you go on a tear you record a bunch of stuff you listen to it a million times while you're mixing getting it all together you get a little bit crushed under the weight of like is this good? I have no sort of, you know, barometer for how this is. And either you double down and finish it or you're like, I need to walk away from this for a little bit. Right. That I, I mean, I've said on this pod before, like it, I have trouble with that trouble getting to something to a point where I should be judging it. Like I throw it away too quick. You know? Yeah. Like that, that weight of it comes down to me usually pretty quick where I'm just like, this is great. And then 10 minutes later, I'm like, nah, yeah. it's okay. And then like 20 minutes later, I'm like, this is fucking garbage. What have I been doing the last three hours? You know? Now it's the, um, the upcoming, uh, the upcoming release I have was pretty much a period of six months where I was doing that, where I would go on a tear recording for like three or four days straight. I'd criticize it and walk away for a couple of weeks and then come back and rinse and repeat. And I built the song sort of in that sort of ebb and flow, doubt and confidence sort of <laughs> burst. Well, a, I mean, that's a good way of doing it. I guess I never thought of that. You know, like, <laughs> usually when I get rid of them, I'm just like, all right, it's gone, you know, but huh, it, maybe I should revisit some things. It does, know? even if it doesn't take the form that you expected it to take. Like right. I've had songs that, 
maybe didn't work in the context I was originally working on them for. Like, okay, maybe these lyrics don't really work here, but you know, I'll find an idea like six months down the road and like, okay, this kind of works here. And then there's a bit of, that is kind of the beauty of the process is that sometimes you, things just reveal themselves to you in ways that may not make sense at the time or that ways that you don't expect. And you have to sort of allow for that. Now, being that you, you know, quote unquote, learn sound. Yeah. Um, and I mean, if people, there's a lot of people listening that may kind of be where I'm, where I'm still just fascinated by it. Yeah. Know, but still don't understand. I mean, I have, you know, Pro Tools and I've got yeah. this interface and all this stuff. And I literally do not know how to use a fraction of it you know what i mean mm -hmm. like i can very bait so i'm i have a lot of respect for people that can look at something and be like i can make this sound better by doing this and yes. i can do this and this and i can manipulate this and do you find that that helps you in songwriting or does it hold you back a little in songwriting i had to learn how to make it work for me when I was first really starting to learn, especially when I was starting to learn, you know, recording in a DAW in the way that we do now, um, I had to sort of override that part of me that would twist knobs instead of working on songs or play with options or parameters and really just be like, at the early stage, I had to give myself a lot of rules. And once I got sort of good with creating clean recordings and then I would experiment a little further or, or apply another concept and I don't really, I don't pretend to be an expert. I really only have sort of myself and the people I know as people to compare to. And, right. you know, but there's the things that I've learned are through the course of just doing the thing over and over and over again and learning what works and what doesn't. And it's, but for, but for me, it really, it does at this point, the studio is another instrument on the recordings. Um, well, so in speaking of your songs and, you know, you could maybe even we'll plug in at the end um, something off the the studio release so that people can hear the the full version. But in the meantime, why don't we uh, pick up that beautiful twelve string acoustic guitar there and uh, play a song for us? So yeah. uh, what, it, what 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 are you going to play for us? So um, this first song is um, it's a new one. It's I will be releasing this on uh, digital streaming platforms this coming Friday, August fifth. Okay. So by um, the time this airs, it'll 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 be out. It'll be on your on your platform of choice. Um, the song is called uh, "Hurts Like Hell, Feels Like Home," um, and it's really sort of about that um, that particular form of depression or maladaptive behavior that we're we strive to overcome, but we keep coming back to because it is familiar. It is that whole thing of why do I keep making the same mistakes? Why do I, you know, shouldn't I be learning from this? But it's like this is what I understand this is what I keep coming back to wow. that cycle of just, you know, maybe trauma leads you there or addiction leads you there or whatever has you, but it's that familiar pain and vice. And it is an exploration of that. Wow. That's heavy. All right. So let's, it's uh hurts like hell, but feels like home hurts like hell feels like home. All right. And we'll be right back. This pain I know like nothing else It hurts like hell, it feels like home It sits right down at my side It seeps into 
to my bones I held it like someone I love It hurts like hell It feels like home It carved itself into They say everybody hurts like I do But they wear it better than I And if time could heal it, I'd be through But here I lie It took my name and bore my face It hurts like hell, it feels like home There are years I wish I could erase And sins I can atone But here I am Five shots deep It hurts like hell It feels like home I can't eat and I don't sleep And love I cannot know They say everybody hurts like I do They wear it better than I And if time could heal it I'd be through But here I lie I don't want to talk it over You're sick of hearing me cry Try as I may, you could never understand why I don't want to take you through it For another long night I'm a stuffing down Let me drown Let me fade From sight They say everybody hurts like I do But they wear it better than I And if time could heal it, I'd be through 
here I lie. They say count me your blessings each morning, but they all feel so far from me. And they say to change my focus, you're all I see. Hurts like hell, feels like home, may heaven. Yep. So uh, those lyrics are pretty deep, man. Uh, what? If, I mean, if you can, yeah. like, how would you kind of articulate a little bit about the process that you do with writing the lyrics? So the kind of I, I spent a lot of time in the bands I was in, sort of writing about exterior, like sort of external things, like you know, fantasy narratives or outward society things or whatever, but. I did notice that the thread was always talking about sort of uh, the mental state that I was going through, where it was always, it was, if someone were to really tear apart the lyrics of my last few bands, the sort of the ideas of like depression, isolation, anxiety were always kind of underneath it. So when it came time to write for Mayhaven, I wanted to write sort of very nakedly about things that I had experienced or felt. And I'm somebody who has been sort of, I've gone through periods of depression where I've just sort of, you know, shut down for a couple of months and isolated. And, you know, I constantly struggle with the idea of, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Have the things in my life really sort of, have they come to me as a fluke? Is, uh, are the people who like me talking to the person behind me? Like, (laughs) It's, um, and this is all over the irony of me releasing an EP called Gratitudes and having every song being about a different thing that I fear was, uh, not lost. Um, a lot of those songs dealt with the paralysis of, I can literally do anything artistically. I, I'm being anxious, analyzing every path I could go with this. And this was sort of mirroring life itself for me where I was at a crossroads in my career and I had to sort of, I was on the edge of making changes and I was weighing out pros and cons for that. Um, And for, with the next round of songs, um, Hurts Like Hell, Feels Like Like Home is kind of an overture to the things that I was going to discuss on where the, the upcoming songs are a bunch of autobiographical vignettes of like they are they refer to people and things in my life that left significant impacts and sort of developed changed who I am as a person for better or worse you could sort of like each one is sort of a little pocket of that and hurts like hell feels like home is sort of the overarching why do I keep coming back to the things I come back to right <laughs> yeah again the the themes and the uh 
and how you're how you're laying it out like i said it's pretty pretty deep but i can relate like i can very much relate to it like those things like uh i mean even the orange hat i don't know if you've heard the story of the orange hat that literally came from me being like i'm gonna meet people then the second time i meet them they're gonna forget who i am yeah and to avoid that mm-hmm. i created this you know fucking siren on top of my head then people be like oh yeah the ding dong with the orange hat that is a a very cool concept and i'm somebody where i can be a little standoffish and sort of you know talking to people if you get me talking i won't really stop but it takes a little work to get me there right and but it's also i do sort of i focus perhaps a little much on sort of more sort of existential or you know kind of deeply layered things because that's kind of the way I work and this extended creatively too, where I just sort of, okay, let's learn this instrument. Let's learn how to mix this instrument. Let's learn how to engineer this, or let's learn how this fits in a mix with this. And, you know, I applied the same concepts to how I perceive the world of like, I'm going through this. What is it? How do I get through this? Is it worth exploring this? Is it worth, you know, it's I'm going a million directions with a lot of this right, all the right. time. But if I can write these songs that sort of explore these feelings and not in a, you know, poor me kind of way, but in kind of a, this is something that's very specific and I haven't found in a lot of other musical contexts. And I hope that maybe you see a bit of this and identify with this a little bit. There are songs that are mirror that um, are kind of sequels to each other a little bit too. Where um, I considered a rusted band on Gratitudes and Drawing Down Heaven off the off the single of the same name to be sort of sequel songs to each other. Where rusted band was about feelings of um, the worst thing that I could think of to happen to a relationship is that it drifts not in a grand fight kind of way, but eventually you just become different people and you're no longer compatible and it's not dramatic in any way. It just kind of ices itself over. And then drawing down heaven is about dealing with loss and, you know, that concept of how could I have fixed this? How could I have been a better person? I am trying to be a better person. I don't know if I am being one. But here I am thinking about it. (laughs) Yeah, that's good, man. Um, So let's uh, we you know we said we'll maybe play a song you know from the from the EP, and I I would definitely like to do that. But let's do one more acoustic song. Yep, and then we'll uh, we'll maybe end the show with with playing something off the uh, off the EP. But what do you want to what do you want to play now? So um, given that I was, uh, I mean, we were just discussing it, but. um, I would like to play uh, "Drawing Down Heaven." This is um, this song is very kind of near and dear to me, and it's one that I I loved writing it. I love every time I play it. I, you know, I hope people enjoy it. It's <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. So, "Drawing Down Heaven," it's yep. Mayhaven mm-hmm. here uh, live in the in the Dazzle Den, which is the unsigned five one eight studios. So, we'll be right back. I saw you in cobalt and starlight In the satin of a dream You spin on your axis, churning the air Drawing down heaven and pulling on me 
can show you the quake in my knees The weight of the silence when blot out the stars And drawn down heaven and pulling on What can I say that can put it all back in the bottle? What can I say that can stitch up this wound? God damn it, I'm trying. It's a long, slow All right, that was Drawing Down Heaven by Mayheaven and uh, Phil of Mayheaven. It's, uh, I'm super psyched that you came out here. You were one of the first people that I talked to um, when I first started the show, and then the shuffle, everything got crazy. You know, I thought there'd be like three or four people reaching out to me, and it was it was insane. The first couple weeks was insane, <laughs> and, I, and you got lost in the shuffle, and I'm glad you reached back out, mm-hmm. and I got you in uh, with some expediency, I guess you could yeah. say. But So thank you for coming out, and uh, um, we are definitely going to um, play something off the EP, but before we do that, yep. I just wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of say um, your thank yous and your gratitudes. All right. So, um, I mean, above all else, I would like to like to thank my my wife Olivia, my family, my friends in uh, in the band Galeen, who have been uh, sort of my sort of inner circle of like, hey, is this actually good? Um, I am um, 
I will be playing uh, Bacchanalia Fest in Troy at the end of September. Sweet. I will be bringing a live band with me in a shocking turn of events. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I'll be, I, the next, I will be sort of learning how to translate all of this to, to other people in a way that is kind of cool. But, you know, thank you very much for having me out. Thank you to everybody I know musically who is killing it. I am blessed to be in such a wonderful scene with so much talent and so many people who are willing to listen to and support each other. And, you know, DIY makes it happen. All right, cool. So um, thanks for coming out. And then let's uh, let's play a song. What do you want to play um, right. off the EP that kind of showcases everything that you do? So I'd like to close out uh, by playing um, Rusted Band off of uh, Gratitudes. All right, so we're going to hear Rusted Bands, May Heaven, yep. and uh, then we'll be right back to say goodbye to Phil. Take care, everybody. My band is rusted, the edge is worn thin. I remember how proudly I wore it back then. But time has eroded The love that we share Left in my vices And the pain that I bear And I swear to God Strong.
edges worn thin I remember how proudly I wore it back then All right, so that was Russet Bands, May Heaven. Again, thank you so much for coming out, Phil. Um, you know, I'll tag or I'll link to your socials um, on the Nippertown page so that people can find you and uh, get your releases as they come out. But again, thanks for coming out. Uh, that is Phil from May Heaven. I am Andy. This is Unsigned 518. And we'll see you on the road. Unsigned 518 is produced in conjunction with Nippertown. You can find new episodes here every week on nippertown.com. If you are a band or musician in the 518 area code and would like to be on Unsigned 518, shoot me an email at unsigned518 at gmail.com. I'm your host, Andy Scullin. I'll be back next week with another episode of Unsigned 518. Thanks for listening.